Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus Podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 103. Today, we're going to be celebrating women through TV and film. But before we dive in, how are you doing today, Brooke? I'm doing really great, Diana. Thank you so very much for asking. I was so happy to see you in person today. I know. And I'm so thankful that you were able to provide me with my lunch. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you. It made me feel good to uh, feed you. I know. And it's so fun uh, when we used to get together and eat together and drink together. Yeah. So I look forward to those days. But for now, I'm accepting all meals at (laughs) any (laughs) hair appointment. (laughs) Yes. How are you doing, Diana? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. Um. Just to let our listeners know, The Walking Dead resumes or will have resumed Sunday to 28. And so, you know, we're looking forward to podcasting about our favorite show again. That's so exciting. Wow. I can't believe that time has already come. Yeah. So it'll be great to dig back into The Walking Dead and that whole universe. But, you know, we're going to talk about celebrating women through TV and film because March is Women's History Month, and March 8th is International Women's Day. And in honor of this month and day, we wanted to celebrate both the women in history and current women's achievements. And in thinking about that, Brooke, I wanted to know what female character's role would you like to celebrate? Oh, well, I think this question can be answered through many women. I mean, there's so many amazing, uh, inspirational, honorable women who have uh, told their stories, perhaps, um, reenacted sto- other people's stories. So uh, one person that just came right to my mind was um, Angela Bassett, who plays Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It? And I think uh, being a fan of Tina Turner uh, in my youth and watching her movies, her music, I mean, she was a superstar. And when the movie What's Love Got to Do With It came out, played by Angela Bassett, I then realized who Tina Turner was and the struggles that she went through to get to the place that she was when I thought she was the most amazing person. And simply that Angela Bassett could portray that character so well, she just had me in belief that that was who Tina Turner is. She's Angela Bassett. (laughs) She just did a phenomenal job acting, singing. I mean, to the point where she's up there singing and sweating and just you can... (laughs) see her veins and just the feel (laughs) of the music through our veins. She just did. She captured me for sure. And I feel like I learned about Tina Turner as well. So that's who I choose. Oh my gosh. That's an awesome pick. I thank you. I love that movie. Yes. Angela Bassett did such a phenomenal job portraying her. And I love movies where we learn so much about 
the character and the actress at the same time. And uh, you, you've you captured that um, awesomely. So thank you oh, for that. Thank you. I, I'm so curious as to who or what female character's role would you like to celebrate? So I had to ponder this also. What came to mind was Meryl Streep's portrayal of Sophie as a Polish immigrant when she has to make that choice, that heartbreaking choice. This movie was riveting, and it's one of those movies, roles that have lingered with me because I have kids, and I could not imagine myself in that situation at all. How do you go through something like that? How do you put that away and keep moving forward? Because she had to choose between her two children, which would be gassed and which would proceed to a labor camp. Wow. Yeah. So that would be my pick, just because I I can't even imagine being put in that position so I would love to celebrate uh, Meryl Streep's portrayal in Sophie's Choice. Oh, well, you know, she's one of my favorite actresses. And you are so right about the circumstances that she had to play and become uh, in this role. And so that is definitely honorable for her to be part of history. So that we could understand history a little better for some of us, yeah. you know? Yeah. Great pick, Diana. Thank you. Okay. Friends out there, please let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens or at our Screens in Focus Facebook page. You can also follow us on our Instagram and subscribe to our website. The link is in our show notes. Okay, Diana. So since we are celebrating and honoring March being Women's History Month, and March 8th is actually International Women's Day, some of these movies are not only about women, but are directed, written, and produced by women. So, Diana, what is your first recommendation for Women's Month? day, year, time. (laughs) Yes, go women. (laughs) Okay, so I wasn't sure how to begin telling you about this movie. It is one of those movies that really stays with you for a while because it did for me. I I still think about it. I saw it a week ago and every day, every day I've thought about it. And that is the movie Nomad Land that is out on Hulu. So this movie is about a woman named Fern, who is brilliantly played by Frances McDormand, who loses everything after the 2008 recession. She loses her husband, her home, her job, and lives in her van while moving around to find work, meeting others along the way. The people she meets are real-life nomads, which makes this film feel incredibly authentic. And, you know, I really loved hearing their stories and experiences. 
And I couldn't help but be captivated and haunted at the same time. These people, most of them are older, are left with inadequate or no resources at all. After working a lifetime, it really kind of hit home for me. Um, It was scary and devastating, but I also felt a freeness uh, and and there was a community about the way that she was living. I felt that this movie doesn't portray itself as sad. It just reveals itself so delicately. And it reminded me a bit of Roma in how it takes us on a journey with a quietness about it, allowing, you know, us to come to our own conclusions The movie has a beautiful landscape of the American West. It was fantastically directed by Chloe Zhao. And I'm so eager to see her other films, The Writer and Songs My Brother Taught Me. And I'm really, really looking forward to Oscar nominations because I know it will be named. And I really want to tell people, watch this movie and please share your thoughts with us. Oh, I also watched Nomadland. And before I say anything about the movie itself, I want to tell you that my recent trip to Arizona, driving in across the state line, uh, about a couple hours in, you know, like one of your first towns that you get into where there's some civilization. um. I noticed there were a bunch of RVs and there's like a gem show and a, and like a quarry type boutique, you know, where you could buy rocks and semi-precious. Well, I mean, they're just all rocks to me. Like when I, <laughs> okay, it's just piles and piles of rocks and for sale. And, uh, there were all these RVs and I'm like, what? What's that? Like, is there like a dirt bike race going on? Or my husband and I were looking and he's like, oh, he kids around. It's all the Californias, Californians leaving California and they're camping out in Arizona. And I'm like, huh? Anything's possible. And now I'm wondering if this, uh, this like land of RVs, trailers, and vehicles were nomads. I'm not sure. As we were leaving Arizona, we stopped at the town, the the city line uh, or the state line's gas station, and I noticed a little truck which had a camper, a roof. You know, it was built with somebody's hands. Like they custom built their camper onto their little teeny tiny truck. And it had solar panels all over the truck. So I'm putting everything together and I'm just thinking that this guy, he must have also been a nomad. I'm guessing. I'm not sure. It's very, very possible. Um, And so when I watched this movie going into it, you know, my light bulbs are flashing and I'm like, hey, I think we came across this. And to see these stories, to listen to the stories of these uh, people and yes, with their their uh, 
being at a later age in life and, and how you're saying, uh, Fern, uh, her life got turned upside down, uh, due to that recession and, um, just how they've built their community and their level of comfort, living in their vehicles, traveling around, seeing, uh, the land and meeting people and, and that sense of free, um, it made me really think, and I was also consumed with Francis. Her performance was impeccable. I mean, I told you earlier that this must be how she, her personality is because she just <laughs> plays it so well. Yes. And I'm just in awe over her me too performance and many of the other characters and their stories just hit home in my heart and just understanding what is going on in world so the landscape was beautiful um the struggles that they go through it just really humbled me and i did also think about this every day as well i mean there was a scene where she had a to get a job at a potato factory and she's like in great shape, but come on. Okay. If you're like closer to retiring than not, then maybe you shouldn't be lifting 50 pound sacks of potatoes repeatedly throughout your day. Like I pictured myself throwing sacks of potatoes for eight hours a day, you know, and I'm like, uh, so traveling around, finding all these different jobs, it was just an amazing portrayal. I had no idea, no idea what these people are doing or what people do. I, I thought, I think when you said you felt humbled, I did too. She had such a dignity and no work was beneath her. And I really appreciated that. It was just eye-opening. It really was. Makes you really uh, look inward to see what's really important and how you live your life. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. Yes, I would definitely watch it again and um, recommend it. I rewound the very ending. I did too. Yeah, you know, to see... A town or a little, you know, uh, industrial town completely shut down. Your homes are vacant. Their zip code was taken off the grid. Yeah. Can you imagine just everything being swept away? Like it just vanished. Yeah. And then revisiting that, like it's now you're on a movie set where there's an apocalypse all around you. Mm hmm. That just was, yeah. So the movie, it just, it definitely, the story was told. It un, it opened up just perfectly because we kind of circa back to where we started mm -hmm. in a different form. So please yeah. check it out, Nomad Land. I just amazing. What else, Diana? What else have you watched that is that you want to share with us? Well, the next movie I would like to share, you know, made me wonder where the strength you have inside of you comes from and what makes you move forward. 
this incredible woman was braver than I could ever imagine to be. She had the courage to leave everyone she loved behind to figure out her way. And when she did, she went back over and over again, facing immense danger every single time. Harriet is an American biographical film of the iconic heroine, Harriet Tubman, played by the amazing Cynthia Erivo, which we have both talked about before. Um, Harriet liberated 70 slaves through the Underground Railroad and led 150 soldiers who freed 750 slaves. She worked to promote women's suffrage and lived to be 91. This movie was directed by Casey Lemons, who's also an actress and a director for Eve's Bayou and Black Nativity. And uh, this movie was very eye-opening to me. Of course, I learned about Harriet Tubman in school, but I didn't really, you know, you're a kid, you grasp only so much, you see a picture in a history book, but I was really glad to see this movie and to see what strength she had. That's what blew me away. Uh, so please, if you haven't seen this, watch it. And if you have seen it, watch it again and refer other people to it because it's really good. You can catch that on HBO Max. Yeah, I absolutely love that movie, Harriet. I watched it with my children. They loved it too. They were like, wow, she was uh, an amazing, strong woman during that horrific time. And they want to watch the movie. They want to rewatch it. They absolutely thought it was great. So I'm glad that it can capture uh, a wide range of audience. And uh, last night I did see that Cicely Tyson also had played Harriet Tubman um, once before in a movie. And so I thought I'd share that with you. And I believe the name of the movie was called uh, A Woman Named Moses. Oh. Um, something along those lines. So Cicely Tyson, she's definitely been... Um, an actress who who I've followed uh, in my early childhood. So uh, I will eventually uh, check that movie out as well. Brooke, what movie or woman would you like to speak about next? Well, uh, this movie that I am going to speak about next is not a movie that I have seen just yet. I <laughs> have been waiting to watch it. I thought I was going to watch it last night, but then my kids, they want to party with me. So uh, <laughs> I want to party I, with you too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so we watched um, something else that was also really rewarding and we felt really good about. So, uh, but the movie that I wanted to watch, it's uh, the United States versus Billie Holiday. And I believe that's on Hulu. And um, I know you have watched it, but as far as I know, about this movie. It's uh, about Billie Holiday and it's based in the 1940s. And apparently, uh, she is being targeted by government officials and there is a war on drugs. And for some reason, she has a controversial song, uh, named Strange Fruit that they are trying to stop her from singing. Um, this movie is based off of a book called Chasing the Scream. 
The First and Last Days of the War on Drugs, written by Johan Hari. So the actress in the movie playing Billie Holiday is Andra Day. She's an amazing, amazing artist. And she looks beautiful. She looks like she did an amazing job just by watching the trailer. You could see so much emotion. And I have it on my watch list and I cannot wait to watch it. But I'm going to go ahead and read some of her song, the controversial song named Strange Fruit. It now makes me realize why during that time they wanted to shut her up. So the first verse in the song is Southern trees bear a strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood at the root, black bodies swinging in the southern breeze, strange fruit hanging from the poplar trees. Verse two, pastoral scene of the gallant south, the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth, scent of magnolias sweet and fresh, then sudden smell of burning flesh. Verse three. Here is a fruit for the crows to pluck, for the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the trees to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop. I mean, that's pretty devastating to be able to speak these words in this poetic form uh, as if this really happened because... This sounds a lot like of um, the lynching of African-American people. Exactly. So she exposed that into her song. You know, uh, to me, that is no different than NWA, rap music, rap culture, you know, how... uh, uh, the L.A. riots in the 90s took storm and, you know, rap music was exposing too much. It kind of sounds the same. What's going on? And uh, that just hearing those lyrics that were written by um, Abel Merapel. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce pronounce his name, but uh He was an American songwriter and poet. And so she was just repeating somebody else's writing. Yeah. Saying it out loud through her music, through uh, blues and jazz. And she was to be quiet about it. Yeah. So I cannot wait to watch this movie. Yeah, Brooke. Um, Oh gosh, you reading those words I heard I did watch this movie last night and um Andra Day she is, you know, there there is buzz around her. I believe she was nominated for a Golden Globe. Um she is phenomenal. Phenomenal. She's a singer and here she is as an actor and being her first role Wow. Wow, 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 wow. She really captured Billie Holiday. And uh, 
the song did move me and it was it was really powerful and um i'm glad you brought up this movie because yeah. um it, it was it, it was the you know fbi trying to uh they would arrest her uh when she would even start a lyric and they would arrest her right there and they followed her and you know she had some uh, she had issues with alcohol and drugs and so you know that played a part in it so they would concentrate on that and find reasons to incarcerate her but uh she does she is able to sing the song at one point and uh it's very moving so good choice brooke thank you what about you, my dear friend? Well, so I have to say, my heart has always had a place for this superhero of a woman in the next film I'm going to be talking about. Um, although she is fictional, I think there is a bit of this person in all women, and that is Wonder Woman. Um, and I want to rewind a bit and pay tribute to the original icon, and that would be Linda Carter, who played the original Wonder Woman in the television series. Um, I identified with her because her name is Diana, <laughs> and also because she has this the most incredibly dark, shiny, beautiful hair, and she is of Mexican descent, and that always made me feel that I could be on TV too, that Hispanics on TV was attainable. So I really appreciated that as a young person. And so we fast forward to the latest installment, which is Wonder Woman 1984, starring the equally gorgeous Gal Gadot. Uh, this film is set in the 80s, where Diana is keeping it all on the down low until she's forced to pull out all her strength against Maxwell Lord and the cheetah, played by Kristen Wiig. Some good cat fights there. <laughs> Um, there's a great cameo at the end, so make sure you watch it all the way through. But this movie is directed by Patty Jenkins, who is a director, producer, and screenwriter. She uh, directed Monster, the Wonder Woman movie, and she's set to direct Rogue Squadron, a Star Wars franchise movie. And she will be the first female director of a Star Wars franchise movie so look for that that's cool yeah i'm going to look for that i am so excited about that that is so so cool i didn't even know that cool thank you for sharing you're I, I did i did enjoy uh wonder woman 1984 that was fun um the cat fights were they did a very good job with the uh cgi on that i thought that was so cool and uh her She's just so fun to look at, and um, the decisions that she had to make were so so difficult, mm -hmm. and oh. I could feel that. Yes. So she did a great job. I, I really, really like Wonder Woman a lot. Just like you, I watched it, too, back with Linda Carter, mm -hmm. and I loved her costume. She's awesome. She's so fun. I know. Just love that. Okay, Brooke, tell me, what is your next recommendation? So a movie that I did watch um, not too long ago, it's called 
Locked Down, and I watched it on HBO Max, and I thought I'd like to amuse myself by watching a movie uh, during COVID-19 pandemic based on a couple living together in London, and actually they are separated, um, living together during the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown. So watching it almost a year later uh, from when it initially started in real time, uh, it definitely brought me back one year ago when it was like a ghost town. When you drive around, nothing is open, everything is closed, people are tripping out, we're all calling each other, this is weird, let me have a drink, I can't do this. <laughs> all those crazy feelings resurfaced by watching this movie. Um, with Anne Hathaway and Chiwetel Ejiofor's neurotic, amazing, like, distressful presentation. I mean, their performance was done so spot on. It just was so believable. You know, that is what's going on in all sorts of households. Family Zoom conference calls. Are you okay? No. Rick's over there in the corner wigging out again. He'll be fine. He just needs to get outside. Just all these sort of weird things. Oh, I only go to the store once a week. Could you pick me up an extra pack of smokes because I don't want to have to go back and run out? Things like that. All these little details. Uh, you know, your work meetings on Zoom, getting half-dressed half-dressed, meaning you're still in pajamas on the bottom, but you're all <laughs> dressed and done up on the top. Okay. So, so seeing all of that and just for me, loving Anne Hathaway, watching her since uh, The Princess Diaries. I think I've spoken recently about Anne Hathaway, but just watching her performing and watching her mature into this uh, film industry and watching her grow. I really, really appreciate her as an actress and her abilities, uh, so that we at home can feel like we're watching, we're just a fly in the room. That's how I felt watching this, uh, movie. Uh, it was, she was natural at it. She had to deal with her corporate executive position at the company that she works for. And then there was a twist about midway through the, the movie. You realize that there's something else that's going to happen where um, you would have never expected this. Wow. And so I think it's fun. I think it's if you feel like psychoanalyzing uh, anything or anyone during the pandemic, you might as well check this movie out because you'll be doing a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite fun. Sounds good. Yeah. What about you, Diana? Are there any other uh, shows, movies, or films that you would like to mention? Yes. Uh, so I accidentally stumbled upon this 2021 documentary that was just released on Apple TV. And I was so happy I did. Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry. 
I was, I have been fascinated by Billie Eilish and a fan of her music. I recently listened to uh, Billie and Phineas, her brother, on a podcast. And man, they were a breath of fresh air and wise beyond their years. I had to come back. I was walking my dog as I was listening to the podcast. I had to come back and Google their ages because I was really impressed with them, uh, these siblings. So in the documentary, we see Billy's journey and her struggles and her personality and her growth and her authenticity. She is very grounded, especially with so much fame at such a young age. Uh, But I really feel that she is grounded because her family is extremely supportive and the bond she has with her brother is just priceless. I am a huge admirer and a fan. I have the songs in my head. They keep playing. They were just playing earlier. I can hear her in my head. And I, uh, there, there's so much to say about this movie, but you just really need, or this documentary, but you just need to go and watch it. You will not be disappointed if you love music. And, uh, you know, she's just hot right now. And she's won all these Grammys. Um, And I I just love that she's following her passion, her way, her way. That is the way people follow things your way. So kudos to her for being so young and um, bringing that to us. They show her at Coachella, and she takes a moment and she tells the audience to be present at this moment, that this moment will never happen again. So be present. Don't think about what you're going to do later. Don't think about what you did before. Think about right now. And I thought, wow, she's so young, but she's so wise. I just love that. We should all, you know, do that. Just be present and be in the moment at all times. So I just loved it. So I highly recommend Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So I also, you know, it's really funny. This is kind of sad that I just recently watched Real Women Have Curves. It's on HBO Max. Uh, I believe it came out in 2002, but this is a comedy drama directed by Patricia Cardoza, and it's starring America Ferreira in her debut, and it's a story about first-generation Mexican-American young woman, Ana, who aspires to go to college, but gets pushback from her mother about family duty, and uh, this movie deals with body image and boy... Anna's mother contributes to making her feel inadequate, but I was happy to see that Anna's love for herself is enough and to know that she is more than what her mother and family see. And so uh, if you haven't seen this, go watch it. HBO Max. All right. And I also saw The Glorias. This is a 2020 movie and it's on Prime. This is a biographical film about Gloria Steinem from her childhood in the 40s through her leading role in the women's liberation movement. So the film is played by four different actresses, Julianne Moore, Alicia Vikander, 
Lulu Wilson and Kira Armstrong. So it's like different stages in her life. And sometimes those two stages of her life collide, which is really interesting. It's the storytelling in this uh, movie. Uh, It's directed by Julie Taymor. I just want to say after I watch this movie, it is astonishing what women have had to fight and face. Gloria Steinem has done so much for women's movement. And so um, if you'd like to learn more about her, this is the perfect movie to watch. Cool. I also saw Pieces of a Woman. And I just want to read a, uh, a quote that I saw that perfectly encapsulates this movie. A heartbreaking home birth leaves a woman grappling with the profound emotional fallout isolated from her partner and family by a chasm of grief. Can you imagine? That is exactly what happens in this movie. Um, And Vanessa Kirby and Ellen Burstyn are remarkable. And I think they will be also nominated for an Oscar because the performance is phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a hard movie to watch, but it's a good movie to watch. Um, and I would just like to give shout outs to the movies Aaron Brockovich, Hidden Figures, and a few movies we have uh, mentioned before, which is A League of Their Own, Thelma and Louise, Little Women, Greta Gerwig's version, or any version, they're all good, and Becoming. I think all of those movies highlight women, women's achievement, and women's empowerment. And I hope that you will watch any of these movies that have been mentioned. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing your watch list with us. And uh, those that watch list is full of amazing uh, movies and actresses who I also really love. So thank you for your thoughts, my friend. Oh, you're so welcome. I can't wait to hear your additional uh, movies that you'd like to recommend. Yeah. You know what? There is a movie uh, that I would really love to see. I haven't uh, watched this one yet, but it's on my list and I'm sharing that with you. And this one's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I really like Viola Davis as an actress. I think that she has such talent and emotion in her acting and I could feel her persona that she's portraying. Uh, this one's produced by Denzel Washington and actually Chadwick Boseman uh, is in this one as well. And so this one is uh, during the, uh, the, the blues and the jazz rush in 1927. And she's a singer and it just, I love the trailer, how she just is like this you know, very strong uh, musician character. And I just really love watching movies where you have that strong female character, a strong female uh, black woman. And she just seems like she is going to have a really great performance in this one. And I really do look forward to watching this to see what kind of boss techniques I'm going to be able to pull from that movie and integrate into my (laughs) life. (laughs) Yeah. 
that one, I believe you can watch it on Netflix. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I want to watch that too. Oh, good. All right. So we've got that to go. And I also want to remind everybody, if they haven't yet seen this one, it's also on Netflix and it's a series. And it's called Self-Made, The Inspired Life of Madam C.J. Walker. And that one's also on Netflix. And uh, you've got um, Olivia or Octavia Spencer as uh, Madam C.J. Walker. And I really... uh, think Madam C.J. Walker is an amazing woman. She was a black woman and she was a self-made millionaire and she uh, sold hair products. So this was a very good series to watch. Um, Octavia Spencer did an amazing job as that boss lady, that go-getter. And I love following women uh, of all those sorts. I also had Becoming on my list of documentaries to watch, and I just rewatched the trailer. And for now, that's as far as I got, (laughs) but it looks absolutely inspiring. Uh, No matter what political agenda you are or what your beliefs are, I still feel that if you can capture a young audience to be a strong woman, uh, then I would say that you're doing a very good job at what you do and keep that going for all humanity in society. Toni Morrison has a documentary. Uh, it was about her life called The Pieces I Am. Toni Morrison is an amazing, talented author. She also wrote um, the novels for certain films like The Color Purple and Beloved. So I highly recommend that you check that one out. Her voice is just so beautiful. I have some of her audiobooks that she reads, and I just can fall asleep to listening to her read to me. <laughs> and I'm so glad that she was able to record that for us to all have before she passed. Another series that I truly feel that has um, to be honored in I would say, you know, it might be controversial for some people, but I value uh, this line of work and depiction of life uh, in young, in our youth, for example, our teenagers, they really need um, the support in our society. And this show I chose was Euphoria, and that's on HBO, one of my most favorite shows of all time. <laughs> and uh, my amazing, talented, favorite actress uh, is uh, Zendaya. And I think that she just does such an amazing job. I don't want to say that she owns the screen, but she's really talented. And I focus a lot on her, but there are so many talented stories, you know, being portrayed by these young women. And, you know, at some point, we have to face it. So I think by having a uh, drama series based on what really is going on with our youth in uh, that age range, it's very educational for some parents, some administration, uh, and for just simply society to just out what is really going on that maybe we do not know what is happening with our youth. So I appreciate Euphoria for that. Bridgerton, 
You know, we have, we, we've talked about Bridgerton and more, I think, about what life could have been like if it were like Bridgerton or if it started out like Bridgerton. I wonder really where we would be um, right now. And being able to have a fantasy uh, at whatever age you're allowed to watch Bridgerton, okay, to just fantasize about that uh, and picture yourself in that time period wearing those clothes and setting up that future uh, for us today. I think it's an amazing journey and I value the writers, the directors, and um, these wonderful, talented actresses and being able to uh, portray this scandals and the drama and these feelings and the love uh, so that we can have our fantasies and all be in this melting pot uh, of different centuries and, and enjoy um, watching these people in this time period. You know, I just really think that everybody needs to check Bridgerton out. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. I love it. And Shonda uh, Rhimes also for absolutely. producing this. Thank you. Absolutely. There was a documentary that I had watched a few months ago, and it's called Audrey and Daisy, and it's on Netflix. And it's uh, about youth in high school and cyberbullying and how far it goes where our youth are in trouble. They, um, there is definitely, uh, stuff going on that parents are unaware of. It just seems like there is a lot more to struggle with bullying and, and acceptance being that there is now, um, technology and, uh, viral posts and, you know, our, our social media. And we just have to really be aware of what's going on with our young girls. And I think, uh, I've spoken to a lot of parents who have watched this documentary with their kids. Um, and I've talked about it with my young friends who are in high school or recently graduated high school and it's happening in the schools. And so I think um, parents, administration, they all need to be on top of this subject in Audrey and Daisy. I also want to bring up the Marvel comic universe and Disney and how well they are able to uh, offer our youth some Amazing, uh, characters, strong, amazing female characters who our little people can look up to and look forward to becoming. I mean, when I was little, I wanted to be strong. I wanted to be a businesswoman. I wanted to be a cop. I wanted a briefcase. I wanted to be a boss. <laughs> I wanted a desk that said boss. And so I think by giving us superheroes and uh, female characters who are young and who are able to um, set a good example for our little ones, uh, I'm so proud that this is the direction that they're headed. Um, 
my last movie that I have not seen. <laughs> it's called Penguin Bloom. And I really wanted to watch this with my family. So I'm still waiting for that moment. And um, the movie is starring Naomi Watts. And I believe that she was injured. She's a mother. And we get to see her recovery and how she builds up her strength for her family. And one of our favorite male actors is Andrew Lincoln. And I just want to see this movie so bad as a mom, as a family uh, person, and just uh, an inspiration. I'd like to check this movie out. Awesome. Those are <laughs> awesome recommendations. Thank you. And I really value your recommendations. And I love some of your throwback movies like Aaron Brockovich. That's a movie I can watch annually. A League of Their Own. Love it. So you you had some really good picks, Diana. Thank you. Well, we hope we gave uh, some great picks for our friends and listeners out there to watch to honor and celebrate Women's History Month and Women's International Day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's our show. We are grateful that you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please subscribe to our website and follow Screens and Focus and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Also, if you could rate and review our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, we really need your feedback. This will help other listeners find us. Yes, thank you. We'll be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. Next show will be on The Walking Dead 10C, season 10C. Yes. Wow. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.